Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with New York City award-winning singer, songwriter, producer, and actor Rob Murad. His work has been featured on HBO, PBS, Netflix, MTV, VH1, BET, ESPN, Fox TV, and CBS. After a string of singles, Rob announces the release of his brand new album, Good Day, Good People. Rob most recently recurred on the hit Netflix series, On My Block. He has made guest starring appearances on the Fox TV series, Bones as well as the CBS series Extant, executive produced by Steven Spielberg and opposite Academy Award winner Halle Berry. In the midst of a Hollywood strike that brought the entertainment industry to a standstill, he didn't let the silence hold him back. Instead, he fully channeled his creative energy into the world of music, resulting in the release of his latest soul-stirring progressive R&B hit, Good Day, Good People. It showcases his artistic evolution and features collaborations with great talents like John Legend, Jay Ivey, and many others. This cat is a good one. Enjoy this interview. Great to meet you, man. Great to meet you, sir. How's everything? Oh, man, I'm just trying to keep everything straight. I'm just seeing all these little dots flying around like Missile Command. I'm trying to keep up. I hear you. I hear you. Just duck. That's what I do. (laughs) Duck and take a nap. Close your eyes. That's it. Just hope for the best. I was actually just talking to someone the other day about when the pandemic began around May. I was out in the back. You know, everybody was outside. We had a bonfire going. And all of a sudden, all these orbs start coming through the sky. And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, there it is. I finally get to see the spaceship. And it was SpaceX. It was Elon Musk's thing. And it was a big line of, like, dots. And it literally looked like some huge, like, space transmission. And I was like, yeah, so I had to Google it while it happened because I'm like, that can't be multiple spaceships coming in. They don't want me. (laughs) No. (laughs) How are you today? Well, I'm uh, I'm good. How's it going today? Good, good. Early, just rocking and rolling. Where, where, what part of the world are you in? I'm in the middle of the map, Kansas City, Missouri, Patrick Mahomes land. Got it. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Are you a fan? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. we went to the parades, and yeah, when you got a cat like that running the ship, you got to hop in. You got to hop in, even <laughs> if you're even if you're a a, a, a tennis fan, you got to jump in. <laughs> yeah, if you're into cricket or curling, you got to at least give football a moment. Give it a give it a wink. <laughs> Where are you? Are you in? Uh, are you in Southern California? Uh, right now, I'm in LA. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. why. Yeah. 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 So are you a I'm baseball fan? Oh yeah. 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 Are you a baseball fan? Somewhat. I used to be a lot big time Mets fan, but uh, not anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, funny enough, I got two things. First of all, the Dodgers. I don't know what's going on with those guys. You know what it is? What is you tell me. It, it's sports karma. You can't go out and buy everybody and say, "Okay, here we go." Ching, it had done work like that. But you it's not people. right. Something's not right. I know. I know. It's like yeah, they poisoned the Gatorade. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's like, but Arizona, you feel that momentum. You feel that yeah. raw yeah. energy of a place yeah. that wants it. Yep. The hunger matters. The hunger That's matters. That's it. Yeah. Dodgers so, shouldn't be doing what they're doing, though. It's, it's embarrassing. No, and it's karma came back for sure. That's an but, embarrassment. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. I will I will tell you what my dad grew up in Long Island so I, I I'm a Royals fan and a, I'm a Mets fan and I was a Mets okay. fan in the 80s. Okay. My favorite player of all time was Dwight Gooden. Love Dwight. Dr. K. Guess what? Al Strawberry. Yeah, Daryl, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah. 
So yeah. they yeah. had a Hall of Game induction ceremony at the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum here in early September. And I got to meet yeah. Dwight. He is the nicest cat in the world. I interviewed when him. What was this? This year? Yeah. It would just happen like three weeks ago. How does he look? How is Oh, he looks weathered. I mean, he, yeah. he's been through it. But yeah. he looks good, man. He had some. Yeah. He had the bright white sneakers. He had a nice sport coat suit, <laughs> smiling. He was just. Yeah. I couldn't believe I saw him. I couldn't believe I talked. I still can't yeah. believe it happened. I love Dwight. That guy's been through a lot, man. Man, lot. yeah. You talk about overcoming and yeah. just feeling the love. He yeah. he. They say don't meet your heroes, but not with Doctor K, man. He was he was an exception. Fastball rising that rising fastball. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. He was good. For sure. Well, yes. hey, man, I don't want to derail us and getting into it, but thank you for taking a minute out. And I want to begin our conversation with living through the last three and a half years. How did you get sure. through the pandemic and how did it change you? Well, getting through the pandemic was a one step at a time. A lot of time with family, you know, everyone went inside. Right. So we had to find a way to kind of take a peek inside and kind of uncover some things that we may not have uncovered if we just were mission as usual or, you know, business as usual. So it was a lot of time with family, a lot of, it was very introspective. It was very creative for me as well. It gave me a moment to kind of assess things. We weren't running around and I was able to do a lot of writing, a lot of recording and things of that nature. So, but it was tough. Yeah. Yeah, it was, especially for the entertainment industry. I mean, it was just stressful. It was, it was a little stressed. It was a little stressful. Yeah. We took it one day at a time. How about yourself? Oh, yeah. I mean, I took went out with the family, went to, you know, took drives and I ramped up my interviews. I my other bread and butter is a jazz radio show in Kansas City. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. So I talked to jazz musicians from all over the world and the overall like nature of who they are. They're the finest people on the planet as far as oh, I'm yeah. concerned. They were so good, man. And I had my kids in the car and I'd play it on speaker. They listened to yeah. it and it would make them feel good. So it was, you know, sure. yeah. It, Drawing all the strength from everywhere you can get it. Yeah, we're doing actually doing an army and jazz event tomorrow evening, a little mixer. Okay. Yeah, you know, right yeah. on. Do, do you know Nicole Zoraitis by any chance? She's a Grammy nominee. Very familiar. Yeah. Yeah. She's, yeah, that's anyway. cool, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a small world. Yep. Mm -hmm. So let's let's get into the layers of what you do as an artist. Sure. If you were in front of a third a, a group of third graders at career day, and one of the kids looked up and said, Hey, what do you do for a living? How do you answer that child? I I, I tell them first in layman's terms, I, I, I'm a positive influence on others. Okay. And I, I use a lot of vehicles to do that. And one of those vehicles is music. And uh, uh, another form of uh, another vehicle I use is uh, art as an actor. And another vehicle I use is talking to you. I give speeches to school students. So I, I tell them that I'm a positive influence on others. And I use a lot of different vehicles that I'm passionate about to achieve that. So when you were in the third grade, what did you want to be when you grew up? Be in Narnia. Okay. Because <laughs> okay. that's when I first started reading the C.S. Lewis books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's, that's the first thing that pops out. But uh, to be honest, I, uh, I was influenced a lot by uh, family. So I was thinking engineering and 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 math and those things i was i was a nerd of sorts and i was took i took uh my studies very seriously but i was also very influenced by my my grandfather who's an internationally known jazz musician from haiti 
he's a trumpeter and arranger. And that's how I really got into music. So third grade was when I really started picking up the instruments and playing. So I'm a trumpet player as well. Okay. And that's when I started perfecting that craft. And I didn't start singing until a little later. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I have an affinity for the trumpet. My son's name is Miles. So oh. <laughs> purposely. Yeah. Did you, was it, oh, but, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Kind of blue is my gateway drug. That was. Oh, it. wow. That's him. Dizzy. Dizzy's my I, I have a slight preference for Dizzy because of the Afro-Cuban stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I love Miles. Miles is he gets right to the core of it. Yeah. Yeah, and he was so evolved, man. He did. He went through so many phases. He never, he never refuted what was going on at the time, and always wanted to. He's kind of like Nicholas Payton, you know. Nicholas yeah. doesn't like the word jazz. It's Black American music, and it evolves. Yeah. Like his latest album yeah. called Drip is really yeah. like groovy and cool, and more sure. kind of soul R and B kind of thing. Yeah, Christian McBride. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So. How, what was the first live jazz show you ever saw? How, how did the serum get in you? That's a great question. First live jazz, it could have been at Carnegie Hall. I think that I might, that or maybe Birdland. I, I was very young and it took me to go see a show in, in the city. And I, and I was just like, wow, this is amazing. But I, ever since I've gone to countless jazz shows because wow. I'm a huge jazz fan as well. Yeah. You know, if I could see one of those shows, I've never been. I've been doing the show since 2010. And, never been you know, to a jazz show in New York? What? No, dude. Oh, that's you got to put that on the list. I have to. <laughs> you got to put that on the list. I Man, because all of the guys tell me, come up, let's go. Whole, we'll get a drink. And a, I have dreams yeah. of going into the Vanguard. I, I interviewed a yeah. bass player, Gerald. I think his name was Gerald Cannon. And the first yeah. time he, I think he was from Detroit. The first time he ever went to New York. I think he yeah. was at the Vanguard. He climbed up the steps. He stood outside and he literally fell to the ground. He was so in shock that he got to finally yeah. see the show. Just fainted. That's what's going to happen yeah. to me. I'm going to be like, yeah. I've arrived. <laughs> you have smelling salts. Yeah. And they're going to be like, what yeah, happened? Yeah, you got to get there. The blue okay. note. got to go to the blue oh, note. The Vanguard. Yeah. Smalls, that whole scene, man. Oh. Ooh, yeah. Smalls. Now that's jazz. Like they, the smaller... Yes, and the tighter that's that little, those little that room, beautiful. And so many yeah. albums come out on that label, man. I mean, it's like Bobby yeah. Watson here in Kansas City. He's releasing oh, on really? there all the time. I yeah. Didn't, yeah, I didn't know that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In fact, uh, that's I didn't the know one... you were a jazz, jazz jazz guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This is my bread and butter, man. This is. Yeah, man. I kind of got into this Podmatch community and branched out, and I I would do interviews with people that I just were was interested in. And then sure. it just got to a point where I started getting into this community. But jazz cats, I'm always talking and yeah. keeping up. I, I have a weekly yeah. show. I'm on show yeah. eight twenty five. Um, and oh, just wow, keeping it going, man. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's good. Yeah. So let's get to the roots of your art, your music, your acting. Yeah, how did yeah. these seeds really take hold, and how did they kind of grow into your timeline of where you're at today? Sure. Uh, great question. So, you know, it started with a, a passion for music. Uh, and again, like, like I was like, you asked me the third grade question, you know, in the yearbooks, when you're trying to, when you're trying to, you write kind of life goals. And I did write, be a positive influence on others. And it just so happens that I thought music was the right outlet for that. And that was my first passion passion. So, you know, I started writing. I was always playing the horn, playing the piano, you know, and 
and, and evolved into production and collaborating and kind of becoming this R&B artist that I am today, where it's just kind of manifesting and lean more into the R&B and with hip hop influences. And but if you listen to my album, you'll hear a lot of jazz influences. Like I'll let the horn player play. You know what I mean? And that's abnormal for your typical R&B artist. Yeah. So it's, I'm, I'm a huge fan of horns. Like I'll, I'll go on stage with a trumpet, trombone, and a full horn section and, and, and go to work. So it's very jazz-influenced. And uh, long story short, the music morphed into the acting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I pivoted. A f- I can't remember how long ago. And things started happening for me on the acting side. And now they coexist. Yeah. But I would think, you know, the one thing about yeah. jazz is you're always thrown into the unknown. You do mm-hmm. it once mm-hmm. and, and there's nothing scripted. It almost yeah. seems like jazz musicians are naturals to be actors, like wrestlers. Yeah. Yes. In, you know? Yeah. 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 But now I, I, I something I refute about the non-scripting thing, even with the improv, there's something internal that's scripted with yeah. the improv. I feel I like there's something that they're holding on to. You know what I mean? Some of the best. They've got they there's a through line there. <laughs> the, the, the improv doesn't just float around. It's right. tightly wrapped around something. Right. It's, it's like it's, when Michael Jordan yeah. goes into game seven, he knows what he's doing. He yeah. may not have the plays. How? But he knows. He, he's orchestrating yeah. the win. That's it. Yeah. Yep. You know, he's so gonna fly. One way or yep. another, he's gonna fly. Exactly. Yeah. So who's been a hero for you in your life? Uh, musically or in life in general? Just in general, someone who, who's fueled you and made you who you are. Sure. Uh, great question. So it starts early. Uh, your parents, you look up to them, uh, very proud of them and, and the things that they've accomplished. And even going further back, you know, you lean on, I mentioned my grandfather. So he's been kind of a musical pillar that I've looked at and things he's been able, he's global success with his band in Haiti uh, and jazz and big band stuff. And so that's really what made me lean into horns the way I do now, even in the music that I do in hip hop and R&B and everything else in pop. You always hear that influence. And aside from that, speaking of third grade, I had a third grade teacher called Mr. Cohen, which really introduced me to kind of storytelling in a way that was exciting. So the Narnia books, for example, C.S. Lewis and all that, that kind of my imagination, my imagination kind of came to life. Then I remember that happening, and that's when I started kind of writing poetry, which evolved into songs, and 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 so on and so forth. But I can I can name a, a litany of people who were pillars in my life. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, you're mentioning Haiti, and I think about Haiti. I think about Cuba. I think about a lot of these cultures that hold art and music yeah. into a different esteem. It moves sure. people in a different way. It's not just something yeah. where it's like, yeah. I just kind of got into it. It's almost like it's a part of the DNA. It's a part of the culture. Sure, it is. It is. Uh, and some of it you can't you can't explain, and some of it you 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 kind of know where it's coming from, and some of it's it's like you said, it's in the DNA. Yeah, it's rubbed off from somewhere. Yeah, a- absolutely. So if you could meet one person alive on the planet right now that you admire, who would you love to meet and talk to? Curveball. Um, I'd love to sit down and uh, chat with. Quincy Jones. Yeah. Did you see that documentary they made on him on Netflix? Oh, yeah. 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 What a cool cat, man. I mean, what I a- met him briefly at a yeah. fundraiser, but to sit and chat, that's that would be a good, that would be an honor. Because he's, he's one of those that have gone through so many styles of music and <clears throat> influenced. He's, yeah. He's a transcendental figure, too. I mean, he just, yeah. he, 
he's deep. You know, I love his early big band stuff. I played on the show a lot. Man, just I didn't even know. I, just I didn't either. Apart and I was like, wait a second. Yeah. 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 That was yeah. like how he broke his bread in the beginning. And right. It was, it's and, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Really amazing. Oh. Yeah, so I didn't know all that stuff. And for him to be such a figure that he is now, it'd be good to chat with him about his journey. And he's yeah. just so cool. So. Yeah, he is cool. So let's say a time machine pulls up in front of your house when we get off the phone. And you can go in that jazz DeLorean. You can go back in time and see any show anywhere. Who are you going to see? Dizzy. Okay. I'm, I'm going to see Dizzy at somewhere. I don't know. I don't know where, but I'm going to go see Dizzy. Maybe on a foreign territory where he was just free. I, I don't know. I'd go see Dizzy on a, on a tour, on, on one of his tour stops when he's in his prime. And you know, the one thing that's so cool about Dizzy and even Louis Armstrong is that they were a part of the UN envoys that would go to war-torn nations and they would stop fighting. Yes. How yes. deep is that? Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. They, they have the power to stop a war for a day. That's right. huge. Music, music. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's a universal language. It is. Yeah, it's an influential know? language. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, so, what is the motivation for you as a creative, as somebody that's making things every day? What is it that gets you out of bed? What is it that motivates you to accomplish what you want to get done with your life? Uh, they're twofold. One is uh, to you know, competition has evolved into something other. When I was a little younger, when I was first in, in grade school, competition was always outward, kind of like, who's doing that? And I can, how can I outdo? Oh, that sounds great. Let me see if I can make it sound better. That has completely morphed into what can I, how can I outdo myself? So the competition is, how can I outdo what I've done before? How can I continue an evolution that makes sense to me and that I can look back at and be proud of. And that's my story now, as far as getting out of bed every morning and saying, how can I outdo what I'm doing? And, and it just so happens that it's starting hitting pillars. It becomes more and more difficult to do that. So the yeah. challenge, the challenge is, uh, is real. Right? Yeah, for sure. So sort of complicated thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. let's, let's say you have a dream tonight you run into mm -hmm. a 20 year old version of yourself yeah and you could give that version of you a piece you mean of yesterday <laughs> <laughs> yeah you mean, you mean we're gonna just go back a day so, <laughs> last week <laughs> so based on the wisdom you've gained so far in your life and yeah. everything that you've overcome and done what advice would you give your younger self believe believe yeah, because doubt is a, is poison, right? It's useless, and then we lose so much time doubting and hesitating and start stopping and right. Believe if you believe, then you go. Yeah, you believe you believe you're gonna get up and go to the bathroom. You just get there, right? You get you're gonna go to your car. You're gonna get there. It's just, there's a simple beliefs that we apply to the more complex things that help us achieve those complexities of life. Believe. They they always I've I read in an interview that John Coltrane said his favorite word is yes. Yeah. Yes. You know? It's it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. That th that was how uh John Lennon fell in love with Yoko. She had did you hear about she had a, no, I didn't. a she had an exhibit, and I don't know if it was in London or exactly, I think it was in London, but she had a uh it was a room with a painting on the ceiling, and there was yeah. a ladder that went up. And there was a magnifying glass hanging down and you had to pick up the magnifying glass and right in the middle of it, very small letters, it said yes. And when you did the magnifying glass, it got big and he fell in love with her. Ooh. Ooh, that wild? I'm gonna go look at 
Is that on YouTube? That, that yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, you, Google. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Like how they fell in love. Yeah, and it, it'll come up. Interesting. Yeah, Crazy. that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. How did you end up here? I know. I know you're the interviewer, but I... <laughs> oh, how did I end up where? What, what you're doing here? Oh, you know, I wanted to be a sports broadcaster. I I love sports growing up, and okay. I I I went to school for it. I went to the University of Missouri Kansas City, and my whole oh, cool. goal was to be on the set of ESPN. I wanted to sit next to Keith Olbermann, Dan Patrick, the Cats. I yeah. wanted to be there. And yeah. then I got into sports radio. I was an intern for the Royals, the Kansas City Royals for a while. Oh, and wow. I took phone calls and was to go to the stadium and felt that that thing. And I just yeah. saw how they worked and saw how, how all of it was. And I'm like, maybe I want to write my own story. So I started getting into visual arts. That's one of my paintings. Started oh, writing. Very cool. And, and doing things on my own. And then I heard this show called The Neon Bead. It was the American Songbook, Rat Pack, all those yeah. cats. And a yeah. guy was doing it. I I, uh, I heard it on the radio and I emailed him. And I was doing some journalism at the time. And I said, can I interview you? And he said, yeah. So we interview it ends up he's four blocks away from me. He said, write a script. Come on over. I got old equipment. I do radio out of my garage. That whole dream had been put away. And I wrote my first script. First song wow. was uh, Birth of the Cool, uh, Bop City um, by Miles. And then from there, it was Yardbird. And I just went down the line. And ever since then, for one week, I've I've done jazz. And I told John Christopher, um, I said, I am not going to read about jazz in a book. I'm going to interview the cats. This is their story. It's the most American story. It's one of the most American of, of inventions. And it's going to come from their mouths. And I've interviewed and been a part of it since. Wow. That's a cool story. Yeah. So it's great. It, yeah. It, it was fun. That's really cool. And, yeah. and the one thing I left out is I heard his show on a raccoon that I got, a Radio Shack raccoon with the radio in its belly. Yeah, and yeah. that's how I turned it on and heard radio it. Radio Shack. Wow. <laughs> Radio Shack. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, you know, had all those great. gimmicky things. You yeah. Know? That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it was good. Um, so of all of the things that you've accomplished in your life up to this point, what are you the proudest of? Bob being a dad. I have a four-year-old. <laughs> and uh, my wife and I we have a four-year-old. So that's 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 cool. So, Challenging but cool. <laughs> but are they into jazz? They they dig the jazz? Uh, yes, he, he, my son. He knows he can. He can. He can get a good vibe, a good beat. He, he's he's into music, yeah. As a whole, uh, my my wife less so, but yeah. But, okay, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. My my son's eighteen. He's on the spectrum, okay. and I've never I've never like I've you know dads go in sometimes. They're like, we're gonna play football. We're gonna play catch. We're gonna do this. I've just yeah. been who I am. And yeah. he he loves all he loves sports. I mean, yeah. he he went right up right up to Dwight and and nice. you know he, and the cool thing about the, the kids on the spectrum is they don't have this fear, they don't have the hangups, they don't have the walls yeah. and fences. We unlimited, do. yeah, unlimited. Yes, yeah. they just see things. How does he respond to uh, jazz? Oh, dude, he loves it. Like if he's uh, gone for a week for me, he'll get in the car yeah. and he'll be like, "Daddy, can you play jazz?" And I'll, that's it. He loves it. And he, I take him to shows. Kansas City's real good about having these series. Like at the yeah. Blue Room, they'll have yeah. a, a Jazz at Noon series. Yeah. And if he's off, we'll go down there. And uh, Johnson County Community College has recitals uh -oh. on Tuesdays. So wow. we'll go in and, you know, he'll see the music and, and That's yeah, cool. he's bathed in it. But it's by yeah. osmosis. It's like, you know, sometimes the apple doesn't fall too far because it's just DNA, you know. It is DNA. 
I and believe then, that. And then they see you and feel yep. you and they want to be and you because you're, you're their hero. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. that's great. It's yeah. a cool thing. Who's your fa- who's your favorite jazz? It, oh man, you know, I I lean towards the Bebop cats. I love Miles. I love Monk. I love Coltrane. Yeah. There's a there, there, the thing about Coltrane is there's a sublime nature about him. And, and, you know, the one thing that I get, like I've interviewed Sonny Rollins and Lou Donaldson and these guys, they mm. are above. They, they, it's like being with someone like Nelson Mandela. When they come into a room, they move particles in a different way because they yeah. don't have the human hangups that most people do. They're not thinking right. about scheming. They're not thinking about lying. Their, their nope. thoughts are pure. It's creation. Yeah. It's helping. Yeah. It's not yeah. resentment. It's just forward thinking, evolved yes. Jedi thought. That's something to aspire to. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. If you get to experience that nugget for a minute, you know that the human soul and the what we have is much stronger and more resilient than we it's get. Salvageable. <laughs> yeah. We're right. Gonna be okay, right. <laughs> Karma okay. will win. Right. <laughs> That's the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Man alive. Oh, so, man. At the end of the day, everyone out there has a perception of you. There's all these pockets of people, family, friends, fans, but you run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Uh, Someone who takes integrity very uh, seriously. And you're not supposed to say that about yourself because it sounds like a a pat on the back. But if you you have a pillar that you uphold, integrity is one of the things that I, I take extremely seriously. So if anyone boring answer is the truth. No, that's right. No. And and sometimes that question, it seems as though it should be a PhD dissertation, but sometimes the simplicity is is perfect for it. So if anyone out there wants to get involved with your music, see your work, learn more about you, reach out, how can they do that? Sure. They can find me on Instagram on Rob Morat Official. Uh, you can go to my website, robmorat.com. And my new album, Good Day, Good People, is out everywhere on all platforms right now. Right on. Rob, this is this was a surprise. I, I loved it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And good luck to you. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Music